I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Want to witness the world's biggest football game? Head to iCanWin.com.au, predict Australia's score with a crystal ball, and it could be you and a friend at the FIFA World Cup Qatar 2022 semifinals, all thanks to McDonald's. Mackers, together and loving it. TNCs apply. On SEN, Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. Good evening and welcome to Jack Revolt's Tiger Time around Australia here on SEN. It's good to be with you. one 736 736 to join Jack across the afternoon. And you can join him on the text as well. 0433981116 is the lead-in to Tuesday night footy between the Suns and the Bombers. A lot to talk about in this hour and a couple of very, very special guests to join Jack as well. And I mentioned that you can join off the text. It's all thanks to Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. It has officially launched today. And we're going to find out a little bit more about that later in the show. Live from the Hub, Jack Revolt. Good evening to you, my man. Hello, Jack Heverin. How are we? Excellent. How's Hub life? Not too bad, not too bad. I've been stressing all this week, though, because uh, the gremlins of last week's show, <laughs> I hope, have been ironed out. My machine has just started flashing orange at me, so <laughs> no. I am in a small panic as we speak. But, uh, no, look, we've, um, we've got, a, uh, well, I suppose, a massively packed show tonight with um, Tom Lynch and Dean Prestia, and we've got two games to, uh, to go through from... From what is the, the craziest footy frenzy of all time, the, the fact that we can play two games in a week. So I'm looking forward to uh, hearing the fans' thoughts on, on both those games. I think we'll probably focus a little bit more on the Port Adelaide game being the most recent one, but uh, plenty to talk about. 0433981116 off the text and 1300736736. You, you're a footy lover and I know you watch a, a lot of the games. As a, as a player but as a fan, how are you finding the frenzy at the moment? Do you like having as many games on as what we've got right now? Well, I think for the hub life and, and probably for lockdown at the moment in Melbourne, it's actually good to have the footy on every night. It gives um, gives mm. the people to what uh, gives the people a chance to to watch the game they love. And um, obviously, the market's pretty saturated at the moment with, with AFL football. So different aspects obviously pop up with with travel and um, and shorter breaks and whatnot. And it's um, I think at the moment it's key just to to get on top of that. But I'm loving the uh, I'm loving the footy frenzy at the moment. There's a lot to watch, and we mentioned tonight's game coming up after seven o'clock on SEN as well. So, what's the week look like for you? Take us from Saturday and the game against Port Adelaide until now. How's it been? Well, we we had to hang around in Adelaide post the game um, to uh, share a plane back with with Melbourne, who played the next night. So Sunday was pretty um, pretty grim. <laughs> Uh, in, uh, in in our hotel in, in Adelaide, we um, didn't get up to much and uh, there was a fair bit of ping pong played and uh, a few card games played as well. But uh, we waited till sort of nine-ish on, um, on uh, Sunday night to, to head back up to the Gold Coast. Uh, and we're flying out of Brisbane at the moment using, using that airport to, 
to go around Australia when we need to do that. And we've uh, we flew out and and uh, arrived back at about sort of two thirty in the morning, uh, Gold Coast time. Then on a bus back to to the Gold Coast and then in bed by three forty five, just before four o'clock in the morning. So. Jeez. Monday wasn't very productive either. <laughs> no, I could imagine. I could imagine. It's plane, trains and automobiles, isn't it? It is a little bit. We're, we're, we're sort of crossing, crisscrossing the country as every club is at the moment by any any uh, means possible. So um, I suppose it's the, the environment that we find ourselves in. I think North Melbourne were a little bit stiffer than us. They've actually been in Adelaide until last night. They had to wait for another team to come in, which was Collingwood that was coming back to the Sunshine State, so they spent three days uh, in Adelaide just waiting around for a plane to return home. So uh, we can count our lucky stars that it was only only a Sunday in Adelaide that we had to spend there. That is exactly right. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen to get involved across the hour on the text or one three hundred seven three six seven three six. We'll talk about the game against Port Adelaide very very shortly. But uh, Jack from Tasmania has called and wants to talk to you, Jack. Hello, Jack. <laughs> Hello, Jack. How are you? Good, thanks. Whereabouts in Tasmania are you from? Uh, I'm in, like, Kingston and Buckman's Bay, but right now I'm in Hobart. Oh, lovely, mate. Very, very nice part of the world, Kingston and Blackman's Bay. I've played a little bit of footy there too. Have you got a question, have you, mate? Yeah. Um, do you... When you went to Gold Coast, did you like it? Well, when I came up to the Gold Coast, well, Jack, I can tell you one thing that I'm loving about being up here on the Gold Coast, and that is the weather. It is very, very (laughs) nice up here. A little bit different to Hobart uh, last week. I think it might have snowed down there on uh, last week, didn't it, Jack? Not where I live, though. No, it was, it was pretty close to the water we, level, but... It... We hardly ever get snow, and the last time we had it was five years ago. Oh, there you go. Who do you play footy for down there, mate? Uh, Kimber Tigers, and my friend, my friend's footy number is eight. Oh, wow, that's a that's a pretty good number. Well, I've played some footy against the Kimber Tigers, mate, so... Thank you, uh, thank you for your call, Jack. I really appreciate it. It's always good to hear from home. There's plenty of Jacks on this show again tonight, Jack. Evan. It's, we seem to attract them. Yeah. It's always good to hear from from a Tasmanian, though. It's uh, yeah, it's a it's, I haven't been down there for a long time due to COVID. I'm looking forward to getting there at the end of the season. But always good to have our young supporters ringing in. My word, it is one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Your name doesn't have to be Jack to get involved in the no, show. It you can you can be Arthur or John or Dave or Bill or Ben or or, or Sarah. It doesn't matter. And on the text oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen. Let's go back though. You've got a couple of big names to join you across the hour, Jack. But let's go back to Saturday. It was uh, a fascinating game. It was a game that had many many peaks and troughs and a roller coaster in many facets to be honest let's take a listen to some of the highlights as we heard it here on SEN Getting back was Chol. He did really edge it to his own advantage. He tracks the footy once and twice. Bangs it inside 50. Can he gather off his laces? He can. He gets run down. Hand passes to full forward. Revolt to finish the job. Oh, they made a shocking mess of it in defence. Houston got all over the top. And Lynch waltzes it in for a goal. Out the back. Revolt marks and he can run it into the open goal. Port have given up a few softies. Martin emerges with it and snaps the goal. 
I can't believe it. Richmond's in front. Revolt almost at the back. Arts top of the goal square. Kicks his second. And now the finish important for Marby Orchol. Has got it. Sydney stack. Four in a row for the Tigers and they're in front. A mountain of work to claw back. Robbie Gray has the footy in hand. Kenny's boys have planted their flag in a match which is the high watermark of 2020. Port Adelaide take down the Tigers. So it was Port by 21 points in the end, but Jack, I'd love to get your perspective from someone that was out there and you played really, really well. Three goals, a, a huge contribution for your team, but uh, gee, it was it just, we're a long way away calling from studios at the moment, obviously. It felt fierce and it certainly looked fierce. Yeah, it's funny because it's sort of, we, we've become accustomed now to playing in front of no crowds or relatively small crowds and on the weekend uh, at Adelaide Oval was the first time that we've, we've probably played in a little bit of a hostile environment. We're, we're well supported up here and in the uh, in the Sunshine State by by plenty of people that that follow the Tigers. So um, to go into that opposition's den and and be booed for the first time, <laughs> I think the guys um, probably enjoyed it a little bit. But um, no, it's a it's a it's a reasonably hostile environment over there, and and we were. Um, oh look, I think unfortunately for us, we probably just ran out of petrol tickets in in the last quarter. We had a, uh, three really good quarters. Um, and then that last one, Port Adelaide got on top, and they're they're a very good side. So, uh, but it gives it gives us a chance, a good chance to have a look at them, know how they play. Yeah. And and the thing for us, and this is what Damien's always preached, is we we look for the growth opportunities there. So, um, like I think it's a, a really good lesson. I just pick one bloke out, and we, he's probably become a bit of a fan uh, fan favourite, and and my favourite on this show is Noah Bolter. He probably doesn't have his best game on the weekend. But he learned some lessons off playing against arguably the best key forward in the competition at the moment in Charlie Dixon. And um, that that's something that you sort of look at. But there's, there's plenty of positives to come out of the, the weekend, Jack. And um, certainly we're, we're looking at the brighter side of things at the moment. I know you, you won't use it as an excuse, but the, the shorter break, did it play any sort of role, do you think, as the game went down the stretch? Oh, look, I you, you probably can't buy into things too much. Um, yeah. But, but it, look... You would have to be blind Freddy to, to see that sides coming off shorter breaks um, are, are certainly at a disadvantage just for, due to the fact that more days' time equals more recovery in, in most cases and then the, tra- the travel factor as well. But at the moment, you, you really can't focus on, on those things because as soon as you put some of your attention or any of your attention on on what you're not getting or um, uh, what sort of woe is me, mm. you take your attention away from, from focusing on the actual game and focusing on the, the task at hand. So for us, we, we, we accepted the, the challenge. Um, we didn't, certainly didn't disgrace ourselves. And I think it's probably been lauded by most people in the, in the football world that it was a pretty damn good game of footy for, for both sides and, and obviously Port Adelaide taking away uh, late in that last quarter. So what did you think of Port? I mean, as you mentioned, a lot of people have spoken about it as being one of the best games, if not the game of the year. It certainly takes two to tango. They 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 really brought their A game to you guys and they were up for the challenge and you could tell right from the start. Yeah, you could really tell after the game how much that they were sort of, how much it meant to them. So they were... They were they were superb. They played very well. They've, they've they sort of match up pretty well with us all over the ground and um, yeah they've got they've got talent everywhere and they're they're well coached too. So we know that the, the, clearly at the moment they're the side to beat um, and uh, and no doubt our paths may cross sort of in the in the post in the back end of the season. So 
um, yeah, no, they're, they're certainly going to be one there right at the pointy end. And, and um, I think we're, we're, we're glad that we've, we've had a look at them. We would have loved to have, have won on the weekend. But there's, um, as I said, plenty of lessons to be learned out of the weekend's game. Why don't we dive into Coach's Corner with Damien Hardwick. It's all thanks to Host Plus. They are the proud superannuation partner of the Richmond Tigers. Here's Dimmer after the game. I think it was a, it was a great game up until three-quarter time. And, you know, I thought we, uh, we tried our hardest. The centre bounce is so important here. We know it's an easy ground to defend. If you get the ball in your front half, it's, it's pretty easy to get numbers behind it. And, you know, the weight of numbers told in the end, I think, you know, centre bounce was five to 20, I think it was from memory. So you're automatically 15 times going in your forward half, which uh, is really hard to get out of here. So um, they defend the ground really well um, and weighted numbers caught up to us in the end. We're really happy with our, our effort and intent, just our execution of, you know, centre bounce and, and getting the ball out of our back half, I think, was more so. Um, yeah, I, I didn't detect our energy levels went down. You know, GPS will give us an indication of that, but I don't think it was a big issue today. thought they were pretty good, but very good, Port. Very, very good. Yeah, I think that's the sentiment from everyone. That's the coach's corner with thanks to Host Plus. We go with you. Uh, Chris is in Mount Waverley, Jack. He wants to have a chat to you. Chris, come on in. Okay, Chris. G'day, boys. Hey, uh, Jack, uh, pretty well. I've, yes. um, I'm a yeah, lifelong uh, Tigers person, and um, and I've watched basically every single game you've ever played. And, you know, I, I rang up to say that I, I watched you through the early years where you were, you know, sometimes maligned as a player. And I watched you take over Richo's spot, and you worked really hard for many years. And I just wanted to say that I was so happy for you that you played well in both grand finals, and you got to experience the ultimate success for the Tigers because you worked hard for 11 or 12 years, and you earned it, and you gave a lot of happiness to a lot of supporters over a lot of years. Oh well, <laughs> I sort of don't know what to say to that, Chris. But thank you for taking the time to. To ring up and say that it's um, yeah, I, I think um, I think I'm uh, very, I think I'm satisfied with the way my career has gone in terms of um, uh, even just the, I suppose not winning a lot early on, Jack, and and struggling a little bit and seeing the yep. downs that I reckon and the guys that have have um, come along the journey with me. So you, you think about the the Rancers, the Cochins. Dusty as well. That, that they re- have really appreciated um, these sort of last three years where we have been really lucky to be successful. But um, does it make you appreciate it more? Uh, I think so. I think so. I just um, I, I think it makes the fans appreciate it as well. That um, I mean, the thirty-seven years obviously of not not winning a grand final and then to achieve that. The stories I love from from grand finals is um, young young people that that have under the age of 37, whose parents made them go for Richmond. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> and and they really didn't have a choice. And they yep. were like, well, we're a Richmond family, so you're going to go to Richmond. And, and for so many years, they, they heaped crap on their parents about, oh, well, why did we do this? Why did you make us we'll go never to Richmond? We'll see a flag, yeah, yeah, all that stuff. Finally, in 2017, to have that premiership drought broken, um, they're, they're, they're the stories that I, that I love people coming up and telling. And, and obviously, Chris jumping on tonight and, and being so kind with his words is, is uh, quite special as well. So it's... um. Yeah, it's, it's pretty awesome. We haven't had a chance to talk about the Brisbane win. It feels like a lifetime ago, to be honest. But uh, let's go back there quickly. 41-point wins. That was that was a pretty complete performance from your boys. Yeah, it was. It was, um, I think, probably our best performance to date in terms of the way we played. So, 
uh, that that sort of um, that sort of piggybacked on the back of the, the Bulldogs game the week before. We feel like we're and even into the Port game, whilst we didn't get the points on the weekend, we still feel like we're playing that that Richmond DNA brand of football that that we've become known for, and, and we're looking forward to adding to it as well. I mean, obviously with personnel, we'll. We'll chat about that a little bit later in the show in terms mm. of getting some guys back soon, um, but also adding adding a few different bows to the to the strings as well in terms of the way we we actually sort of strings to the bow I should say. But what we're actually bringing to to the game is is, is um, whilst it still looks the same, there's a few little different things that we're we're trying to get right for for season 2020. Bit of love off the text, Michael from Nary Warren says he's a mad tiger man. Says I've been listening to Jack Revolt for the last few weeks and it's a great show, great insights, great guests. Keep up the good work, thank you very much. And Bill from the Docklands uh, agrees as well. So a bit of love as well. Oh four double three ninety eight eleven sixteen off the text, or you can give us a call on one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Jack Revolt's Tiger Time is for Swintopia. Switch up the scenery and discover student life with Swinburne's open world experience. Tom Lynch to join you on the other side of this, Jack. There's something else you wanted to talk about before the first break. Yeah, no, I think just I think it's obviously the elephant in the room at the moment that the. Uh the club's had a pretty rough week off the field, um, and I think as, as a leader and as and as players, you, you have to accept responsibility. And um, I know that the club has issued a um, a media release, but but also being vice captain of the football club, it's important that that um, that we uh, speak and um, express our disappointment and, and my, my own personal disappointment about how everything um, or well what happened um, and how it's all it's all gone down, but. Um, the one thing I can promise to the, the Richmond faithful out there um, is that this is a group that, that really prides themselves on um, being role models and, and setting the standard. And, and clearly um, what happened wasn't a standard, but um, we are human. We, we make mistakes. But the, the best thing about this group is that when we make a mistake, we, we rectify it and we move on and and we seek to be uh, be change makers. So I think uh, our... Um, our history in that, in terms of even the Black Lives Matter, which is is something that we're really passionate about as as a group, um, is proof in the pudding that. So that's our that's our our promise to our fans out there and our members that um, this is important to us, and and we will um, we'll seek to rectify it and seek to make change. Stick around, more to come here on Tiger Time. On SEN, Jack Revolt's Tiger Time. For Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. Huge thanks to Swinburne and their support of Jack Revolt's Tiger Time. It's for Swintopia. All the best parts of Swinburne University of Technology brought to life in pixels. We'll talk more about that a little bit later on. But Jack, you just continue to roll through the special guests and I think you've got another one alongside you right now. Oh, I do, Jack. And this... Well, for the Tiger fans out there that do pay attention in uh, social media and um, the world out there, there's an episode, there's a podcast called Pat's Chat, um, who, young Pat Nash, who's a, a rookie here at the club, who um, has his own social media. He's he's had this duo on before, so he this is his absolute special duo. It's the, He would call us the Twin Towers, um, and I am joined in the hub tonight by Tom Lynch. Tom, welcome to Tiger Time. How uh, how are you feeling? Yeah, good. Thanks for having me on board. Absolute honour. I see you've got Dave Asprey on board. You've had who else you had on board? All the big boys. names. We had Leper. Uh, Leper would have been good. Yeah, Dion's going to be on the show later as well. Who's obviously uh, well, he fits into the same mould as you. I've developed a segment on the show called Two Timing Tiger, and it's a a tiger that has played for this week's opposition. And you you've obviously co- uh, coached. You've obviously captained the the Suns who. 
We will have another show before that. Um, we are going to run a, a pre-record into Monday night. Monday night football will be at the, uh, against the Suns up at the Gabba. I want to take you back to um, to obviously when you when you made the decision to to, to come to the Tigers and and I mean you, you've come in in your first year and, and played in a premiership, so I probably couldn't have gone any better for yourself to playing twenty five games as well. But what, what point of the year do you do you make the decision to 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 look elsewhere? And did you was it automatically Richmond that you decided you were going to come play for, or was there other sides that you that were uh, were a chance as well? Uh, yeah, initially with the um, decision, I just wanted to be clear first and foremost whether I wanted to play Gold Coast or whether I wanted to look elsewhere. So I tried to, rather than sort of make that decision and then try and think who I'm going to play for, um, yeah, so I wanted to be pretty clear in my mind that I wanted to move on from Gold Coast and that probably um, would have, st- well, halfway through the year would have thought um, and I was out injured at the time. So it gave me time to really reflect and have a good think about what I want to do with my footy um, going uh, in the future. And, um, yeah, clearly, Richmond, I obviously would wanted to come to Richmond, love to go to Richmond. Um, and the other two clubs I spoke to was Collingwood and Hawthorne. Um, and they were, they were two amazing clubs, and um, I was super impressed by them. But, yeah, I think all along Richmond was definitely um, choice one for me if, it, um, if Richmond was happy to have me and it sort of worked out. So, um, yeah, but clearly Richmond was was a club that I wanted to come to and it was um yeah it was just great when the sort of the deal went through and it all happened pretty easy in the end and uh well I think I speak on behalf and I know actually I speak on behalf of all Richmond people because I've probably been most directly affected by you coming to the football club is that we are loving you being here hey, but year one you, you obviously no pre-season um coming in with the knee injury that you spoke about which plagued 2016 for you and did you ever dream um that you would have played 25 games in in a, in a full season, coming off literally maybe one main session, leading into to season 2000. Sorry, 2019. Uh, no, well, I'd never played finals before, so I'd never played more than 22 games first and foremost. <laughs> so, um, but no, I didn't sort of set any. Obviously, you want to play every game, but it wasn't as though I was at the start of the year. So I want to play every game. I was just trying to get up for round one and. Um, yeah, and that was, was touch and go, wasn't it? Because it was probably a, a school of thought from from some side of the club that maybe, obviously, a big big prized recruit um, coming in and had, had had minimal training sessions that maybe was better to to rest you. But you ended up playing. Did was that you pushing to play, or was there was there a discussion had to to get you up there? Um, well, I think a week before I rang Dimmer and just said. Um, it was obviously a Thursday night game, so I think the Saturday before I rang him and said, um, I want to play. Um, I didn't push too hard because I just got to the club, so I didn't want to be um, too boisterous too early. But I said, look, um, he said, what do you, how do you think you're going to go? I said, look, I don't think I'm 100% of my absolute maximum, but I think I can still perform um, okay and um, play a role in the team. I wasn't sort of setting myself to come out and have a blind or anything like that, but I still thought I could contribute. So that was the main thing that I wanted to know. Um, I had to think about it because there's no point putting your hand up and you can't go out there and perform. So, um, yeah, I rang Dimmo and had a chat to him and he said he'd let me know. So I, it wasn't until Tuesday night, I think it was, when he rang me. So obviously before a Thursday game. So I was pretty late in the piece and, um, yeah, I was obviously very excited and, um, yeah, 
so happy that he picked me in. Um, yeah, I was just a massive thrill to run out there on the Thursday night. And big games that I've sort of always watched on TV. Um, Carlton, Richmond, and um, a bit envious of the big crowds and things like that. So, yeah, I was um, I was very, very happy when Dimmer gave me the call and gave me the good news. And one big game, and and probably the the most influential game of two thousand and um, two thousand and nineteen for you was the the prelim final, five goals, um, in in a in a really come from behind victory. Um, I didn't get a kick that night, so I was absolutely wrapped that you stood up and, and you, kicked five. You did all right the week after. So. Well, I think we traded places. You, actually, you played all right in the granny, so you, you definitely played better than I did in that prelim final. But what sort of confidence does it give you for a, a player that hasn't played finals or hadn't played finals and, until that year to to then play finals and go out and perform like that and pretty much, not not pretty much, but be, be a, a very solid uh, reason why we were able to, to make it to grand final day. Yeah, and obviously um, you never know. They talk about finals footy and things like that, and um, it was quite funny. A, a couple of boys before the, the obviously first final in Brisbane um, and obviously the last three years um, we have a club have had a lot of success and played um, some big finals, so it was obviously my first time, and the boys are making jokes that, oh, it's a completely different game now, finals, which um, put my sort of uh, mind at ease a little bit, that sort of... The laughing nature of saying, "Look, it is just another game. Like it is a final. We know that, but it's, um, it doesn't go up ridiculous amount. You can still um, perform and do the same thing." So I think that sort of helped me. And um, obviously, went up to Brisbane, and that was the first final, and that was a very hostile crowd at the Gabba, and um, Dusty played very well that day. And, um, but I think that gave me a bit of confidence that, yeah, I, I can play. Obviously, you're just playing against a very, good, very good side. Um, but we, we had big games in the back half of the year that sort of gave me confidence that. Um, I think the West Coast game, a lot of the boys walked off and I think talking to Shane Edwards, he goes, that felt like a final-type environment um, in that round 21 game or 22 or whatever it was. So um, I think that gave me confidence. Yeah, and moving on to this year, um, it's been a bit of an indifferent year for all of us, but, but yourself as well, uh, broken hand um, and then the da- mad dash. Well, I wouldn't say mad dash, the mad flight to, to get up here to, to get into the, to the hub. Uh, how... How fit were you going into that first week up here against Sydney when, when you, you did break your hand and have surgery and then obviously fly to get over the borders to just in time? Were you, were you, were you 100% fit? Were you 50% fit? And, and how confident were you in the, in the hand as well? Um, I, was, I was pretty... Obviously, in the week, I wasn't sure if I was going to play. And then uh, main session, it felt, felt better than I sort of thought it would. I um, warmed into it, um, into the session. could mark pretty well, so... Um, that gave me a fair bit of confidence then. Obviously, we did a bit of stuff on the Friday before the game, uh, a bit of pushing off and things like that, so that my hand would be okay. Um, yeah, no, I, I felt pretty good. I was, I was pretty tired throughout the game. I think it was all the um, anaesthetic and stuff you have early in the week and um, flying up and everything. It was a pretty big week. So um, in terms of my hand, it, it wasn't too bad. You, um, a couple of Panadol helps, and but I, I, I sort of felt after the game I was a lot more fatigued than I usually would, and I um, would have to contribute that to... Uh, all the week of flying up and all those things and going to a new environment like everyone is. So, um, But in the end, yeah, my hand was pretty good and um, it's been fine since. And is there a mental aspect of that? Because, I mean, we both went through a little bit of a form slump there um, and, and post yours, obviously post the hand. Uh, is there Was there mental demons to try and get over the fact that, like I know I'm playing with a, a broken hand, so uh, I already feel a bit behind the eight ball or was it down the fact that sometimes you just don't get a kick. <laughs> uh, well, there was a bit of that, obviously. 
wasn't getting near it. But I think um, oh, I think a little bit in terms of marking the ball as fine as more sort of the wrestle, a lot of prep work you do before um, going for those marks that I didn't really want to get caught up as much with my hand in those. Um, you sort of get grabbing jumpers and things like that. Um, so that was probably limited to me the most. I sort of noticed it where it was hindered me rather than uh, marking things like that. And um, but I think it's yeah, it's more that initial sort of wrestling uh, my opponent. Opponent. Well, I've got two serious questions, and then I want to get on to a few fun facts. But um, this show is about taking the Tigers inside um, inside the four walls, as every AFL player would say, and, and maybe giving them a little a little nugget or a little carrot that that they don't know about. And, and for the people out there listening, one thing that Damien Hardwick Dimmer is is fantastic at is storytelling. And um, every week he he um, he tells the players a, a story, and a lot of the times they revolve around sport and, and, and other things. He's got a love for American sport. But um, I was going to ask you the question: Is what what's over the journey now? The thirty odd games that you have played for the Tigers. What's your favourite dimmer pre-game? And can you give us a little bit of an insight into to what it meant to you? Um, in terms of gifts, I think the prelim, or definitely the prelim final. Um, you say, sorry, you say gifts. So, what, like, was, what's what are some things that he has given us? Um, what's he given us? A few stubby holders. He, um, I think, a couple of weeks ago was the 1989 Ashes team. They obviously went over to England. Um, was supposed to be the worst touring Australian squad of all time. They won four 0 So he gave us a little stub, stubby holder with 1989 um, on it, which was cool. Plenty of tops would. Which Sergio Busquets, yep. um, as a just he plays his role every week um, for Barcelona. Uh, I think Barcelona. Yeah, Barcelona. Um, so, yeah, just little bits of gold. It's always not always the best player in the teams, but ones that always the teammates would want to play with. So um, the real role players in the team and makes other people better. So I think that's that's a lot of things he pulls out of other sports. But in terms of gift. Um, Oh, before the prelim final, I can't actually remember what the pre-game story was that day, but he um, gave everyone a record. Um, I, th- I can't actually remember what the record was, but it wasn't about the records. Gave us all the record. Nate got men at work, so that sort of um, suits him pretty well. But he wrote a handwritten letter to every um, 22 players, and just um, mine was about... It was almost thanking me for the year, which saying... Um, We've relied on you a lot this year. Thank you so much for the year, um, which was pretty special, very special. Coming from the senior coach, about to run um, the biggest game I've played in my life, that, um, obviously before the grand final a week later. But um, And you've got a coach writing you a heartfelt letter of how much um, the year's mean to him so, meant to him so far and how much he um, has enjoyed me coming to Richmond and playing for Richmond. So... Um, yeah, I think that's the best gifts I've certainly had off Dimmer. And um, there's been amazing gifts along the way, but just the, the thought about it, and um, it's quite strange, 22 blokes in the locker room about to run out the biggest, second big, biggest game of the year in a, a prelim final. And um, they're all just reading a letter very quietly um, from the coach, which, yeah, shows the level of care that Dimmer has. It's uh, something that's very special. I think the players hold uh, dear to their hearts. Um I want you to, well, I will say you are a Swinburne ambassador and you, you've studied at Swinburne. Is that how you're keeping yourself busy whilst up here? Yeah, obviously um, makes it one positive about coronavirus. All the unis are online. So um, it has kept kept me busy and um, it's been good because we're obviously living in a hub and it's um, sort of you're always around the footy environment to um, sort of sneak away and do a bit of uni and 
um, apply your mind in a different way, which is really great. And Swinburne's been um, amazing at that, making it very adaptable for everyone. All right, these are the curly ones I want to throw at you. What have you, what have you what's the luxury item that you've brought into the hub or received whilst you've been in the hub? <laughs> you know what it is. Uh, I just got a lovely bike off Giant last week. so uh, For all the Instagram followers out yeah. there, you can go and have a look at Lynch's new bike. But, you've been touring around a little bit, have you? Yeah, just trying to keep up with you. Obviously, you're um, mad on cycling at the moment, so which has been great. We've been going out um, sort of back in the ring, and um, it's been been sort of it's been really good fun to get out and sort of we can't do a lot, obviously, with the restrictions we're under, but go out for a ride is a um, good way to clear the head. And uh, the last one before I let you go, mate, and go and have some dinner. Uh, this has become a bit... It's a bit like Survivor up here in the hub. There's the, when you spend a lot of time with each other, you can get ticked off about the littlest things. So I want to... I'm going to do this going forward. I want to play the Survivor style. If you were going to vote someone out of the hub and let's put them on a plane and send them back to Melbourne tomorrow, who, who's... Who, well, let's say player, preferably. Who's the player that you're popping back on the Virgin Airlines flight and sending them back to Melbourne? Uh, well, no, she's been thrown up quite a few times, yeah. but then you sort of... Feel bad for him? Oh, you don't you don't see him for a few hours and you sort of almost feel like you want to see him again and then he ticks you off again. So he's been thrown up, but I reckon Artsy, Jake Artsy, he's been, been on the massage table, been on the physio table. I'd love to get some treatment. I'm sure you would as well. Being um, the oldest player up here, you'd love to get on the massage table, but Jake Hart's been stealing it, so I reckon he can, he can get his flame extinguished. Yeah, there you go, Jackie boy, flame. flame. <laughs> I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here as in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Extinguished <laughs> on Jake Arts. Uh, big Lynch, he's, he's not a fan, but he's been a very good player for Bloody us going for. So, Tommy, thanks for joining us on Tiger Time, mate. Uh, we really appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And for Jake Arts, the tribe has spoken. Jack Revolt's Tiger Time is for Swintopia, the best of Swinburne life brought closer to you. Stick around, still plenty more to come. On SEN, Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. Good to have you with us on Jack Revolt's Tiger Time. It is for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. Dion Presti is still to come later on tonight on SEN. It is the Suns and the Bombers. That call coming your way after 7 o'clock. And you can join Jack, one 736 736 on the phone or 0433 98 11 16 on the text. Um, Jack, before the break, you asked Tom Lynch who he would vote out of the hub. Who would you vote out? No, I'm not about voting people out. Don't I'm be, about, don't I'm be about voting in. people in. No. I'm about voting people in. <laughs> who would ah? Uh, who would I vote out of the hub? Um, no, I, I think uh, I think Pat Nash would probably have to be my vote. But I, I would miss him. Once I voted him out and snuffed his torch, I would really miss him. But he's uh, he's a, he's an absolute character, an absolute character, and a, and a very good young player. We've only seen a little bit of him this year, but we'll hopefully see some more of the back end of. Of this season. Now, if you follow along with a lot of the club's social media accounts, and, and Richmond's is the same as uh, as clubs, you've obviously, being in the hub at the moment, you've got time on your hands, you've got things that you're trying to do. You've spoken about the, the bike and you're getting out there on the bike and, and riding all around the Gold Coast. But 
Um, it seems to be, and maybe it's sort of skipped you a little bit, it seems to be a growing trend in hubs that teams are having uh, video game uh, conferences and you know, playing each other and having brackets and all that sort of set up. Has that hit the Tigers yet? It has hit the Tigers, and, and I'm a bit disappointed that you say that it's missed me. I'm, I'm, <laughs> Sorry, I'm not actually, that old. I'm the official media of our FIFA tournament here, so I play no part whatsoever in, the, in playing of the games. But uh, I'm the one that stands up the end of the uh, the end of the the round, or they have a little round robins, and holds the table tennis bat up the other way and pretends it's a microphone and asks questions <laughs> of the players and and how they perform. But we are we do have a, a FIFA tournament running up here at the moment, okay. um, and there was a round today, um, and uh, and there's a few guys involved. But Jason Castagna is the the man who um, who uh, has put it all together. We've got a, a, a a league and a board set up, and you can see where games and wins and losses are. Mario Charles probably our best player. Yep. Followed by Ivan Soldo, um, but I, I'm a supporter of the Rabina Rabbits. They are uh, they're a team that comprises of Dustin Martin and Patrick Nation. They actually went to the extent where they went out and got shirts made. Rabina, of course, is a suburb, pretty close to Carrara, where we are staying. So. It's a uh, it's a craze that's taking off this gaming online. It's not my my cup of tea, but it's a uh, it's a very interesting subject. Did you know that Swinburne and you're proudly involved in Swinburne? Do you know they've got a video game as part of Swintopia? Not until today, not until <laughs> today. But it launched today. Swinburne's online game, and uh, and I think we've got a pretty special guest on the line. We certainly we? do. Drew Lindsay's Swinburne alumni and he's a gaming expert. He's a bachelor in game and interactive media design at Swinburne and he has joined us to make sense of this and tell us more about it. Drew, welcome to Tiger Time. Yeah, g'day folks. Thanks for having me. Hey, tell us about, Look, the, uh, tell us about the video game. I'd love to. Yeah, I, uh, I reckon actually there's a few reasons why you should be playing it, Jack. Um, first, I think you've got a curious mind on you. And uh, I'm a big believer in uh, having fun as part of learning. So, you know, given that Swinburne's done the impossible here with Swintopia and made never getting being a big grown-up and selecting a degree feel really fun, I thought you might want to check that out. But second also, you know, funny you mentioned you don't, you don't know about it um, until today because uh, they've actually got you in the game as a character. I've seen the and, character. And uh, I want to get your opinion on that. something. All right. All right. So here's, here's the question then, right? How much poetic license did you give them with your good looks, mate? Because your character in the game has these big, beautiful blue eyes that I've never noticed before. Was that a special request? Have we ever stared into each other's eyes, Drew? Because I'm, I'm, if you have, you just have to ask my wife, Carly, what my, uh, what my eyes look like. The one thing I, the one thing I think they might have taken a little bit of liberty is, is my hair colour is maybe a little bit brown, but it's, it's, yeah, it is what it is. I'll put it, put it this way, and this was going to be one of my questions to you, Drew. Is, why? Now, you're our gaming expert. Why on earth can we not get the AFL video game right? Because on that, I definitely don't look what I do like, like I do in real life. Mm. And I look at NBA and I look at the NFL and their games seem to be so realistic. Why can't we get it right at the AFL level? Yeah, look, I've, I've thought about that myself. Um, I wonder a bit about the audience, you know, you know, if I want to play footy, I might just go outside and, and kick a ball around. But that doesn't really explain FIFA like you were just talking about before, does it? You know, that's, that's been really, um, really successful. And I, I think that maybe what we need to do is focus a little bit in more on something that's a bit more unique, maybe a Tigers game specifically, just about the Richmond Tigers. My premise was this, right? You're dusty. You're out there. You're doing your thing. You're arguing with people and you're doing big fend-off and some such. And 
someone bombs the ball in the total wrong direction, no worries. Press a button, turn into an actual tiger, just hoof it down the field, grab the ball, knock someone over, whatever, what are they going to do? You're an actual tiger. Someone grabs your tail and the umpire calls holding the ball, eat them both, problem solved. I think that is a winning pitch <laughs> for a video game right there. Don't worry oh, about geez. AFL, just zoom in on Richmond. You're on, you're on about me being a little bit different and a little bit out there. That's something, something from, from left field right there. Well, let's get back on track in terms of the, the Swinburne game. It's Look, I, I, I can guarantee you right now, the only thing that the boys are learning from the FIFA tournament they've got up here is, is better sledges. What sort of things are people going to be learning online on this Swinburne game? Well, look, it's it's a really lovely gander around Swinburne. I got to have a look at it the other day and um, and reviewed it for Swinburne's Instagram. And something I really like about it is that, you know, I associate open days with a bit of tension if you're a high schooler. You know, it's a bit of a mad rush trying to see what box you can fit yourself into. And I've always thought that's a real pity because for me, Swinburne's been more like a clan, you know, well, maybe more like a club. And you don't need to try too hard to fit in because whoever you are will just make sense, right? With Swintopia... Swinburne's managed to just hold on to that, that part of, you know, trying to, to find a community and feeling enveloped in that. You know, no stresses, no time limit. You don't have to rush around to conferences or whatever. You just wander around. You're getting a perspective that you need. Uh, and who knows, at the end of the day, you might find what you're really looking for. That's, well, there you go, Jack. That's all the I information. I never thought we'd have a gaming need. expert on here. No, but now we are much clearer. If you want more information, you can check it out at swintopia.swinburn.edu.au. It's launched today. You can log on, you can play the game, and check out the Pixel Party. Drew, thank you for joining us tonight. Thank we you, appreciate Drew. it. Thanks for having me, fellas. Drew Lindsay, a gaming expert and Swinburne alumni. There you go. If you want to. Up the ante a little bit, just get a tiger that can eat your opponent. So I quite like the sound of that. Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. Dion Presti is up next. On SEM, Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. Covered a lot of ground tonight in Jack Revolt's Tiger Time for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. Tiger Time's back on Monday from 6 o'clock as a lead-in to the game against the Suns. But, Jack, you've got another guest alongside you right now. I do, Jack, and it's, um, I suppose, at the moment we've mentioned a lot that uh, we've got some Tigers returning um, tomorrow in the hub. I think Basher actually gets out of uh, quarantine. But this man's also done quarantine Aside from the club, and that is uh, last year's Jack Dyer medalist, Dion Prestia. Welcome to Tiger Time. Thanks for having me, Jack. Now we're nice have... in your room. Yeah, thank you. It's um, <laughs> we haven't got much time, so uh, I really do want to just um, ask you a few things about your injury and and um, how you're tracking along. So, um, what what was your injury again for the people out there? Yeah, uh, so syndesmosis. So it's a I don't really know how to explain it. It's something in your ankle that. Uh, just got twisted pretty much. So my foot was planted, twisted, and something had to go, and it was that. So instead of rolling it outwards, you've rolled it inwards and, and split the two bones at the bottom of your leg, basically. That's it. That's and they it. go in and get a little wire and tighten them all back up again? Yeah, a couple of plugs on either side. And how's it tracking along for you, and um, how are you feeling? Uh, yeah, so it's slowly progressing. So my last... Um, obviously, I was out of the Richmond hub. I was, I was in my own, my own hub with um, Toby. Nank Curvis, and I've done four Alter G runs, so it just pretty much takes your takes your weight um, 
on a, on a treadmill and then hopefully Saturday will be on the grass and it'll progress even quicker. So Saturday's a big day for you to run back out on the uh, on the grass and, and get going. Um, Nank's not far away, Tiger fans. I think he may be a chance for the Essendon game. So we are starting to get some troops back. When can we expect to see you back out there for the yellow on bike? Um, I'm hoping it's about three or four weeks from so now. Three or four weeks away. So, yeah, if it progresses well over the next couple of uh, weeks, um, I guess it would just be, yeah. They said it's a quick progression once you start running. Well, mate, thank you very much for joining us very quickly. I've taken you away from your dinner, but uh, I thought it was important for the fans out there to hear that uh, down pressed here, only three to four weeks away. Nankervis, Jack, is a chance for next week, we mm. hope. Cochin is a chance to come back. Cochin probably will come back in this weekend after being rested. And Basha Hawley is in the hub as of tomorrow. Excellent. So exciting times. Good news. Good, good news coming up. Now, you'll get a good look at what's coming up next, which is the Gold Coast Suns, because you've got them on Monday, Jack. So good luck, good preparations, and as always, nicely done by you. Go Tigers, Jackie boy. Uh, Jack Revolt's Tiger time for Swintopia, Swinburne University of Technology's open world experience. They are proud supporters of Jack Revolt's Tiger time. Stick around. Plenty more to come here on SEN. Tuesday night footy. Is coming your way next. It is the Suns and the Bombers at Metricon Stadium. It's going to be a big night of footy. Very interesting game, this one. Sammy Hargraves, Terry Wallace, Matty Cox are up on the other side of this. It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.